Traveling the Vortex. We've joined River Song as she eats impossible for breakfast in episode 437. I'm Keith. I'm Sean. I'm Glenn. How are you guys? Pretty good. How was your impossible for breakfast? <laughs> Pretty good. I'm still hungry. Mm, that's impossible. <laughs> I watched the, uh, oh no, is it Kaminsky? Uh, yes. Uh, Method. Method. I've watched the first three episodes. Oh, really good. Isn't it good? I'm really enjoying that. And, it, and you're right, it's nice. You can just kind of sit down and knock out, you know, a 25-minute episode. And, of course, I watched three 25-minute <laughs> episodes in a row. It's but, easy to do. Yeah. Um, I think what I like about it is The Wonder Boys is one of my favorite films. With uh, uh, um, I didn't even make that connection until you Michael said it. Douglas. But now that you say that, it's like, of course. And it's shades of yeah. Grady in that. So I, I was uh, very pleased. It, it's it's not like a, a copy, or a, but it, it's, there's shades there. And so I think that's what makes Yeah, totally. So, so enjoyable for me. But yeah, that's just terrific. And you're old, and, and, so you get and, all the jokes. <laughs> yeah, and, and Adam Arkin is just, oh, he is so good in it. <laughs> He's pretty much good in everything. He is, that's true. And I think that's the only thing I watched this week, because we talked, have you seen Far From Home yet? I have seen you Far have? From Home, yeah. Okay, because you and I had seen it last yeah. week. So, but we we, we made it out this week, it. finally, to go see it. What did you think of it, Sean? I I enjoyed it. I thought it was I thought it was good. I thought the um, it's got some of the best, bar none, some of the best like fight sequences in the MCU. I, I really liked the Mysterio um, angle that they, they they did with it. Um, I have to be careful because I don't want to. <laughs> still, still, uh, you know, Believe respecting. Me, as a fan of the comics, I went into it knowing that there was. <laughs> yeah, it well, was not going to be what it was. And not but. knowing anything about the comics, I still thought, but wait a minute, isn't he a. You know, <laughs> but, good, so, but good on them for trying. But, but then on the heels of Captain Marvel, I almost started to buy into it. Well, yeah, I did. Considering didn't, what they do I, in Captain Marvel. A, I thought it was too soon. B, Mysterio is such a big part of the Spider Man mythos. Yeah. And C,. The reveal that is pulled off right after the big reveal is was much more of a surprise to me. I thought that was oh, amazing. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the fact that Ralphie's now been in two, um, <laughs> two, <laughs> two MCU, <laughs> that was that blew me away. I kept looking at his eyes and I kept going, "Boy, this guy looks familiar. This guy looks really familiar." And then I saw some clickbait about Ralphie. Uh, growing up to be that guy and mm. i went what yeah, it wasn't <laughs> I looked, until i saw some memes and, and sure enough i went and i looked and he would that was the same character in iron man it, yeah. was, it blew me away i was like ralphie's the, the scientist ralphie, in iron man ralphie from a christmas story no lie yeah, yeah peter villains peter villains he looks Billings a lot thing? older in these than he does like in well 90s. and i've seen him recently thing. he's got a full head of hair so i think he's even shaved his head for that part i think so too so yeah I did not know that. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, it is Ralphie. <laughs> not Ralphie. Yeah, Ralphie. Yeah, That's Ralphie. Right. Yeah, Ralphie. Remind I, me. Remind I, me. I was confusing with Randy there for a second. Remind me after, and I will issue uh, my, my one complaint about it. But Because uh, <laughs> uh, that well, that one I don't feel like that I can get That would be spoilery. Yeah. yeah, I don't feel like I can get into that one without actually. Ironically, I think my favorite parts of it were Peter being a student on vacation, trying to, you know, get his time alone with mj mm-hmm. more than anything else in the movie i I really enjoyed that stuff yeah, it's really well done and they handled the uh <laughs> they handled the snap really well i thought the, they're calling it the blip <laughs> well did you see they further defined it so they the, further defined it so the second snap is the blip so the first snap is when everyone disappeared the blip is everyone coming back that's not how they explained it. They explained that's it. What in, that's what Kevin they, Feige is now explaining. Well, they, they, the, the film clearly defines that the blip is the fact that there was a bunch of people, from their perspective, that were got gone raptured. and then back. <laughs> right. They were gone and they were back. And, and they came back with just five years right. gone, but they, had no, they didn't realize they had been gone. Apparently the coming back part is for that the blip. Long. So, well, I think the movie kind of clarifies is the whole thing was a blip for those guys yeah for those well especially guys. for the people who disappeared it was yeah. the blip is the absence of the five years for us yeah is. yeah so. well and realistically everybody in this movie 
was had blipped blipped you know. <laughs> not all of them but no there was the 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 kid that had was like in middle school when they yeah blipped and then he a, came well, back yeah, and he's, he, yeah he's the same age as almost them. everybody in this movie was blipped so. <laughs> from their from their from a certain point of from view a certain point of view <laughs> well there's no confirmation that the teachers were blipped they never i mean Five years later, no big deal. Well, I guess no. The the one the one guy, uh, he's got the great story about his wife pretending to. Yes, yeah, yeah. Martin Starr's character pretended to be blipped. So, yeah, no, I I think you can assume most of the kids on that class trip were blipped. But well, obviously Flash and and uh, Ned and MJ and. But yeah, just that was that was great. No, it was enjoyable. I have two, two little. Well, one one little and one kind of big thing <laughs> but it was still enjoyable do you watch did you watch anything else we watched uh destination wedding it's uh keanu reeves winona writer romantic comedy very very different we're on a keanu <laughs> kick yeah we just we were I, that the last movie reminded me that oh yeah there's this one other one that we wanted to see and it's on amazon prime so it was really easy it's a short one it's like maybe an hour and a half, but it's this guy and this woman who wind up going to this destination wedding and they're both raging narcissists. <laughs> and so they're just bagging on absolutely everything the entire time. And there are some really funny moments and then there are some really just awkward comedy to it. <laughs> it's If you like that sort of dark, deadpan, narcissist comedy, you'll probably like this. Sean, All right, the best Sean right up your alley there. Yeah, probably. <laughs> All the best jokes are kind of in the trailer, but there's some other stuff in there that are... Oh, then I'll just watch the trailer and save myself <laughs> the effort. There's, But there is some other stuff that's like, wow, I can't believe they did that. All right, that was the most awkward scene I've ever watched in my life. <laughs> <laughs> I saw you reviewed Murder Mystery, so you must have decided to check it out. Yeah, watch Murder Mystery. Your review kind of said it all. <laughs> it, 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 was, it was a thing. You know. It was a thing. It was there. Um Adam Sandler movies can kind of go either way. There are some that I really, really like, like Fifty First Dates. Yeah, that's I, I really like that one. And then there are some that are just kind of there. Yeah. And and this one had moments that were really good, but most of it was just kind of there. Mel actually fell asleep, so if that's an <laughs> indicator of anything, you know. It's really a shame too, because with the with the the cast, I mean, Terrence Stamp showed up, and I went, oh, <laughs> well, he's that's that's a, automatically he's like such three a small points. Role, though. Doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> Terrence Stamp's in this. That's a three point raise right there, and uh, still didn't go anywhere. But mm. you know, we also went out and saw Stuber. Yeah, how's oh, that? How's that? Surprisingly, a lot of fun. Huh. It is. Um, it it harkens back kind of to the old school action comedies um that just it's it's insane it was uh, uh batista is just uh, he's such a, a fun personality and so to see him playing you know this cop this kind of standard okay yeah he's dave batista go for it and um being paired up with this guy, and i'm glad they finally explained the joke too because i have to be honest i didn't get it stuber it's just a guy's name right no the other character's name is Stu <laughs> and he's an Uber driver and they reference that in the movie but just oh that's funny because your name is and I went oh <laughs> like literally it dawned on me in the theater yeah, right. um, so I, I appreciated the fact that they explained the, the title <laughs> I don't uh, think they give the, the character's name in the trailers that I saw do they say it? no, no they I don't, don't think I don't they, they, they do don't. no, no. Because um, I didn't know that either. I knew yeah. he was an Uber driver because I figured that's what the... Well, the very first trailer I saw started with, this is Stu. He's, uh, I, it didn't say Uber driver. They, they, this is Stu. He's a, I don't know, they describe him. And then and then it flashes to Barista and says, this is uh, whatever his name Vic. is. Vic. Vic, yeah. And the, so that was the first trailer. So that's that's uh, why... I, I apparently never that. saw that's the That's why trailer. I got to the point where I was like, okay, they, they must be doing a play on Uber, so... Huh. Um. Yeah, the, uh, two people I know beside you that have seen it said that they did not like it. They oh, really? It, yeah, that it was just that the the, the comedy doesn't land, and that the what uh, what did he say? He said that um, unfortunately all the funny things are in the trailer, and he said that there's a lot of action that's unnecessary. And then I read a review. Oh, and he said 
the the characters are, are the only thing somewhat enjoyable. And then I literally sat down right after that and read a review where somebody said the only good thing about this movie or the the not the only good thing, but the the thing that keeps this movie you interested in this movie is the fact that you've got two characters that pretty much <laughs> uh drag the movie along with their charm. So I thought, <laughs> okay, well, I'm not going to see it. So it's because I saw the previews and thought it looked great. And so I'm encouraged to hear yeah, that. Yeah, no, I, I, I It depends on how much you like the actors, too. Yeah, I could care less about either one of those guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, here, here's a bonus for you. Karen Gillan's in it. Oh, is really? that right? And I did not know that. Yeah, I didn't know that either. <laughs> she's, huh. she's on the poster, and I didn't know it until I huh. came out of the theater and went, huh. But um, so there's an added bonus that she and Batista have huh. a, a whole, you know, thing. But uh, yeah, no, it's it's just an enjoyable little movie, and it's better. Honestly, it's one of those movies that it's better than it has any right to be because it, you you watch that trailer and you kind of think, oh, this is that. I mean, I, my initial thought was this looks like Taxi, mm. that old uh, uh, was it Fallon and uh, Queen Latifah. Oh yeah, where he's the yeah. cop and he has Jimmy to ride, Fallon. Jimmy Fallon and he has to ride around in the taxi because he lost his license or something. Is that what it was called? I think so. I think it was just oh. called Taxi. That's what. I, that's what I, I've not even seen that one quite honestly. But I, that that was my initial thought. It's like, oh, it's like that. But we went and saw it, and it just it, it really huh. it, it is charming. They do have a lot of charm and a lot of chemistry between the two of them, and it's just a fun movie. And I disagree because there was a whole sequence that's not in the trailer at all. And I laughed harder at that than I laughed <laughs> at just about anything oh, in theaters in a long time. So, well, I, yeah, the uh, the guy that plays Stu, he's on. Um, uh, I can't pronounce his name, so I'm not even going to try to go there. Uh, uh, shoot, the I know. So, is it Silicon Valley, the one on uh, HBO that about the guys doing the startup? I think that's what it's called. I know he was anyway, in the Big yes, Sick. He is. Yeah. Yeah, and, the, and uh, the big sick is great. He's great in, in and, that. And he's my least favorite character in that series. So I was like, eh, okay. But uh, well, and he was the voice of Pawnee in Men in Black International. Yeah, basically. and he was the best part of that. So <laughs> the, the little digital character. Did you guys see anything else? No. Cool. No, I think that well, was it. Let's move on to news. Well, our bit of news this week comes from Radio Times. And they are claiming that there could it, be... Yeah. It does fall in the speculation and rumor category, yes. but... So because it's let's radio, make sure we clarify that this one comes from... It a because bit. it's Radio Times. The Radio Times, not the other source. Who has had a very good reputation <laughs> and uh, relationship with the BBC. Yes. There Somewhat. could be an extra episode before the new series. So they're claiming that it's likely going to be a Christmas special this year. Before series two. 12 begins. Yeah, I do it next year. It wouldn't hurt. It wouldn't hurt at all because I mean going it's a full a year. I mean, we we've done it before. We've, we've had dry spells where Doctor Who hasn't been on for a year, but it, it would do them some good to keep it at least on the forefront in the minds of people that especially new viewers that yeah. you know, are waiting for it to come back. So. This article also points out that it's possible that the proposed episode will bypass the festive period altogether airing in a less competitive time slot to give TARDIS team their best reintroduction this winter and avoiding the usual holiday themes favored by previous Doctor Who specials. So it's a Christmas Eve special. Christmas special that's <laughs> not going to be about Christmas or air on Christmas. <laughs> yeah, a exactly. Boxing Day special. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Maybe it'll just air the Saturday around Christmas. We had a few... Uh, tenants in landed on boxing day for us didn't we that was back when they weren't doing day and date i think so yeah. i think so i don't care so when it airs be, i'll watch it if they do one. <laughs> so maybe it'll be like a special set between christmas and new year's because the 28th on a saturday or the 29th on a sunday that could easily be in the winter time in the festive it could easily season. be in the winter time. That will definitely be in the winter time. Well, maybe. <laughs> well, December know. December twenty eighth. Global warming. That's you know. that's that's <laughs> right in in um, literal winter. So, <laughs> I, I I would like for, to for see the, for the northern hemisphere. I would like to just see a, a series of completely random holiday specials, <laughs> like Flag Day or. Uh, let's just do a random Valentine's Day. Day episode. Yeah, yeah, let's do it on a really, really American holiday. Well, Black pick, Day. Pick, pick an obscure <laughs> English holiday that I don't know about. I don't know that I could. Make one up. <laughs> Monday. One Monday of about every month. That's a bank holiday. So Okay, let's do that one. <laughs> <laughs> 
Anything else in the news? Because we've had a Halloween one, and we've had an Easter one, and we've had Christmas, and now we've had New Year's. Never on Halloween, though. I'm sure we've had ones air on Halloween. We've had one probably Halloween around thing. Halloween. Well, Waters of Mars was considered the Halloween special. The, yeah, the special but I mean, to year. me, it would have to land on the holiday. It was close to it. And be about yeah, but that's holiday. not on, so it's not on. It was Halloween story. weekend, Glenn. Well, you could, you, could, you could argue that anything that aired during the season when it was on in the fall near Halloween was You Halloween could also special. argue that every season premiere was an Easter special. Well, they're not. Because <laughs> <laughs> they didn't land on Easter. Easter Saturday. <laughs> Any other news? Nope, that's it. <laughs> cool. All right, well, should we move on to feedback? Yes. It's a rather bit of timely feedback, actually, yeah. this week. And a bit of serendipity going on here. Our feedback comes from Jamie. Jamie writes, The Diary of River Song, Volume 1. Hi, Vortexers. This is a quick one that can hopefully be broken into two parts or read in the episode covering the second half. It's not often that I'm able to comment on a highlighted story at all around the time that you review it. <laughs> Most of the time, it's reactionary to your comments on old episodes as I work through your backlog. So, the Diary of River Song from Big Finish. Currently up to six volumes with River, also appearing in Unit. Quick breakdown. Oh, I'm going to skip that, Jamie, just because we're going to get to those eventually. Yeah, Sorry, I didn't right. proofread this. Um, speaking of Volume 1, this was, a, this was good, and I did enjoy it. The main theme grated a little at first, but I've gotten used to it. <laughs> Please tell me that there's hope, then. And because... he wrote that before... <laughs> Why? Before, Before we, guys, we reviewed it. So. Uh, hmm. Alex Kingston took a little while to get used to audio, but she did, and you can tell it's River in these episodes. The Boundless Sea. Now, I really enjoyed this one. It brings River back to our archaeologist roots. We get weird alien tech, a vengeful mummy, and bits of the box set story arc. It's just a fun story. I went to a marvelous party. This introduces the big bad of the arc in the rulers of the universe. An enjoyable story, but I liked the first one a little better. River, however, continues to be in top form, and the introduction of Mr. Song as a possible future incarnation of the Doctor is done well. Signs. This is possibly the best of the lot. A mysterious incarnation of the Doctor, River's mystery illness, mysterious alien tech from the dawn of time, a really good two-hander. The character arc here is the best part of it all. Really, really good. And the rulers of the universe. With a name like that, you just know they're the bad guys. <laughs> the Doctor is in his eighth incarnation and trying to avoid the time war when he gets caught up in River's adventures. McGann shines in this. Alex Kingston is great. Keeping her identity a secret is well done here while still allowing for the two to interact. A really good box set and one of the new series ranges that doesn't feel like a gimmick or that it's just there for fan service. River, without Stephen Moffat's guiding hand, turns out to be really fun. She also gets to shine apart from the Doctor, which I think is a good move. Overall, a good release, well worth the time to listen to. Thank you, Jamie. Thank you, Jamie. Thanks, Jamie. That's it for feedback. All right, well, let's move on to our reviews of this second half of the A River Song Volume 1 box set. Signs. River Song is on the trail of the mysterious planet-killing spore ships. Nobody knows where they come from. Nobody knows why they are here. All they do know is that whenever the spore ships appear, whole civilizations are reduced to mulch. But River has help. Her companion is a handsome time-traveling stranger, someone with specialist knowledge of the oddities and dangers the universe has to offer. For Mr. Song has a connection to River's future, and he would never want his wife to face those perils alone. Bum, bum, bum. This was pretty good. I like this. Um, it, at at no time did I believe that this was an incarnation of the Doctor. Oh, absolutely at, at not. No line, at no time <laughs> at all. However, the writer of this pulls it off in, 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 in at least presenting a convincing facsimile. facsimile. Um, and, of course, it's later explained that because he read the diary, he, he got everything that he really needed in order to uh, personify... Uh, the doctor and all of his tra traits and qualities obviously does slip up a couple of places, but um, which ultimately she, she, you know, cottons onto, but it, it just, the, the, the actor that portrayed the, the character I thought was, was really good. I thought the chemistry to, between the two worked really well. Um, if you didn't know better, you would believe that, that, that she was literally married to this man and knew him as well as she did the doctor. Um, I thought it was really kind of intriguing how we kept slipping in and out of the the dream state river and the 
you know, Waking River. Um, I like how it starts off with the fact that we've we we've already uh, disclosed that she's been uh, poisoned by the radiation, allegedly poisoned by the radiation from the. Uh, well, I guess she is technically from the um, spore ship uh, reactor. Um, I like how they've stepped, they, they step through it where they're continually chasing this thing. They try to hit ahead of it at one time and try to warn the planet that that's going to be uh, decimated next only to get, you know, missiles fired at them. <laughs> um, really kind of enjoyable in the way that, that, that the story's weaved kind of back and forth. And, and we kind of do these little time jumps that are, are handled really well uh, when you're trying to encapsulate an entire story in 50 some minutes. Uh, especially something this grand with, with so mm-hmm. many different plots and location or not plots, but elements to the plot and locations and, and things like that. I thought that was really good. Um, and I was quite surprised by the, the, where it ends up with us finding out that ri- the only uh, river has been a clone each time. <laughs> and she has these, these, you know, trace memories of things that are going on and the real river, who apparently has been locked away somewhere in this behind this door, um, actually consciously works through these clones. So she has a, a symbiotic connection to them. So that's why she can retain all the information that she does. She just doesn't necessarily retain every time uh, these, this thing resets her, you know, and, and starts again. So um, that big reveal was, was, it caught me by surprise. I didn't, I didn't realize that was happening. And fortunately, it does then later in the next story explain how uh, Bertie could have uh, right. perished because he was one of these clones as well. So, But just a, an, an immense amount of fun and a lot of emotion. Um, Kingston turns in a fantastic performance, you know, of, of, of a dying river. Uh, dying river, that sounds weird. Um, but of, 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 of a dying river that, you know, it, it, she's she's at, at, at her end. Um, but also then she'll like she'll bounce back with that enthusiasm and eagerness, even though she's in pain uh, to continue well, until you realize that there are clones. You kind of wonder, well, is this medicine she's at, he's giving her actually killing her more than helping her? Yeah. You know, it's well, and I get the impression that he he has um, influenced the health of these clones in some way because after it's divulged that river has been a clone each and every time he does say that he will he should he would uh he might have to increase the 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 illness this time or, yeah. or decrease i can't remember which yeah. one he said and so it gave me the impression that he's uh, he's instilling this uh sickness in the clones so that he can continue to use that as part of the ruse that she's dying to from continue this radiation. It. yeah, yeah so yeah I agree with everything you said, and I the disjointedness and the disorientation of the story really works in its favor. Most of the time, I I don't tend to like it when I'm put on my back foot as much as I am in this one, not understanding what's going on. But they this one's done so well that you're just swept along in it, and any disjointedness works in its favor in every in every aspect it does a nice job of putting you in the shoes of river river yes. by her yeah. being disjointed by it, the, the 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 listener is disjointed as well which really makes you sympathize and empathize with the characters we go along. yeah and it, it's disjointed but it's not confusing right it's still exactly. clear of what's happening where a lot of times where they get and, disjointed and, they get too clever right and you right. get confused well, of what's happening it's at least somewhat linear too I yeah because what helps yeah i think so too no, I, 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 yes, I agree with all of that. Um, <laughs> all right, well, let's move on to. <laughs> I, You're uh, chomping at the bit to. No, I, I am to actually. Get to the next one anyway. No, no, no. Well, yeah, but. <laughs> okay, so there, there's a certain level of frustration that I do have with this one, and that's, this one is so good, and epic, and as you said, this massive story that is told in 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 only 50 minutes. This is the perfect example of why the first story was not needed at all. <laughs> Do that one as a prologue. If you really want to get me into this box set and you feel like you need to have this intro with this mummy story, okay, fine. Give me an episode zero and then give me another story about these spore ships because there's so much more here that that, that could have been unpacked 
there was so much potential. There's so much more about the history of these things that I want to know. There's so much about River and her quest to find out what's going on about these things and the knowledge that, you know, where did she pick all this information up at? She just has it. You know, okay, I know that we, we you know, it's just one something she did. Okay, great. But I wanted that adventure. And then to pair her up with in this fantastic two-hander with this guy, Mr. Song. And as you said, this great chemistry, this fantastic relationship. And I did buy. And then I didn't. And then I did. And then I didn't. I really couldn't make up my mind if they were actually going to find a way to make this a future incarnation of the Doctor, whether via a, a parallel timeline or, you know, if they were going to, uh, you know, actually just do it and will retcon him away at some other well, point in time later. set the groundwork with the Unbound series. So. Or, or if it was, yeah. uh, you know, it, if it was going to be a con. I, I, I was off balance through probably half of the story before I finally went, ah, oh, no, 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 this is this is not what this is, you know. So I, I loved that, and I could have dealt with so much more of, of that kind of stuff. So there was, there was an element of frustration there because it was so good. Um, I thought Alex Kingston was phenomenal. Uh, I thought this actor was phenomenal. Apparently he also played um, uh, Morbius yeah. previously uh, in Big Finish. And um, just I, all the little touches. Uh, and this is a James Goss story, so there's a, a lot of... Um, a lot of fan service, um, as it were, but, uh, you know, naming the ship the Sarah Jane and uh, just a little squee moments that mm -hmm. are just like, yeah, I buy that, you know, and um, uh, uh, so much of that. To get to the reveal that River was being cloned was this gut punch bag over the head, did not see that coming at all, uh, and just completely flabbergasted. And it wasn't until after everything was over with that I made the connection back to Birdie. Because that's how little I thought of that story. <laughs> well, we do get a, well, a, a line in the yeah, next story. It's the next story that. where they actually divulge that. And and to be quite honest with you, after I had listened to it, even after they had um, you know, dropped the, the uh, point that, that she had been a clone, I still didn't think about that being an excuse for Birdie. Until I got into that story. Yeah, until they, they dropped that line. And yeah. Alex, or Alex, uh, River has figured it out. So Let's go ahead and get into the next one. Unless you guys want to talk more about this one. I mean, I, I really liked this yeah, one. Yeah, you know, the, the, the funny thing is, the, the, the more we like something, usually the less we talk about it. Because, you know, there's not a lot to tear down. So it just, it, they, I, they do a phenomenal job. I do agree, Sean, that there could have been a lot more groundwork laid for the spore ships and more exploration, aside from the one throwaway line in the previous story about a spore ship. And it felt like this, there's so much more untapped potential, like you well, said, for that Well, especially considering line. where it goes. When you when you factor in the fourth story and how the the spore ship plot ties in with the rulers of the universe plot, right? That's the story. That's where this box set's going. It doesn't see, have anything to do with the mummy. See, and I, I and you I, almost kind of wonder there for a little bit as you're learning about the spore ships. Oh, are they going to tie this back to the spores? Some weird offshoot of the spores, or what caused the mummies to begin with, but they never go there. See, and, I, and this comes to the fact that I actually enjoyed the mummy story, but I think that had there been more, the, the my problem, my only problem with this story is, and it, it's not a problem because it the focus is so much on the the uh, the the two act here, is the 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 spores aren't doing anything other than flying from one location to the other and decimating planets, and so. It, I didn't care so much about it. I knew everything I needed to know about the spores, with the exception of maybe their genesis. I don't which is think what that she's was trying to right, explore which I don't out. think that was very clear yet at this point. And exactly, that's what she's trying to figure out in this. So, so to me, I think if you had done more with the spores, perhaps you could have done more with the spores. But I didn't need it or didn't want it. You know, I didn't. I didn't care other than. You know, tell me what they are, where they came from. I just, I just feel like if you're going to do an archaeological dig in the first story, why wouldn't, why couldn't we have done an archaeological dig on a world decimated by the spores, where she's digging up that information? Why can't we do something that actually ties into the story instead of random mummy episode that that doesn't? Well, and I fit. think you, I think you hit the nail on the head. Is I think that is because it is story zero. I mean, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't think that. That's my point. Is and just instead of renumbering it and slipping another story in, just 
call it what it is. It's a, it's an introductory. <laughs> it's a reintroduction right. to River and put her in an element where she and and it introduces it to Birdie. Now, unfortunately, the downfall of that is the Birdie that I enjoyed in that book is completely gutted and changed by the next three stories. So maybe that feels a little shoehorned to me for the story in order to connect that archaeology story. But to hey, maybe me, if you I went... didn't, didn't necessarily need, I don't need another story in there. I mean, yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe if we maybe, went from Mummy maybe to you could take, story. You could, or you could take Mummy out of it altogether and just do these three, but they're obviously not going to do that. So that's my point is, story one is, is your story zero. It's the reintroduction. It's the soft open. It's the let's get us back. You know, let's get us reacquainted with River and who she is and who she is as a core character. And then really it's, it's a prelude and, and a trilogy is what it is. And it, I get that, but I still feel like the prelude was a waste of. Well, no, I'm, I, and I'm not. I'm not saying that. <laughs> I'm not saying it wasn't that. that bad. It, it, I'm not trying to convince it to be better. I just my my point is I don't think there needed to be a fifth story in here because I think really this ultimately could have just been a trilogy. Uh, yeah. Let's talk. Hey, you know, and, and okay. You know what? You 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 might be right because if it had been just a trilogy, if we had just gotten started on the spaceship, we wouldn't have got the jarring disconnect between birdies, and we wouldn't have got this random. Uh, you know what happened to him? Mystery right, that right. then kind of got solved in a uh, a plot dropped point at the at the end of the third book. You're, maybe you're right. Maybe doing it just as a trilogy would have solved a lot of the leftover right, because issues. Introducing us to Birdie that early was not necessary. Yeah, and having him die so that we can have an answer for why he survives wasn't necessary either. So you could just do it. In three and if you think about how that second story is constructed, River showing up at a party that she's received a mysterious invitation to works just <laughs> as well. That's yeah, all absolutely. You need. That's all yeah. you need. Yeah. So, absolutely. Yeah. You, thank you. You've now solidified my point that the first story is completely pointless. <laughs> I, I don't know that it's pointless because it's still enjoyable, but it doesn't need to be in this set. Agreed. I agree with you there. That's a like pre-film pilot that was shot a year before the actual <laughs> series started, and then they came up with this great story to move on from there. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> what it is. That's certainly how it feels, too. <laughs> well, let's move on to the rulers of the universe. As shocking secrets are exposed and a grand plan for the universe is revealed, River decides it's time she took control of events once and for all. Out in deep space, a clandestine society faces off with an ancient and powerful alien force. But for River, there's an added complication. The Eighth Doctor has been caught in the middle, and she must make sure her future husband can arrive at his own destiny with all his memories, not to mention his lives intact. Okay, I'm really torn here because all of the McGann elements get a dun-dun-dun, like a huge dun-dun-dun because it was fantastic. His interactions with River, her interactions with him, all of the connectivity between those two threads was fantastic. But I spent so much time last week talking about how I was excited about getting River outside of the Doctor's influence that I feel like (laughs) I'm betraying myself if I say that. I also feel like the river part of the plot was very convoluted. Stephen Moffat reset button. We're just going to use time travel to fix everything and ta-da. And while that's very much within River's M.O. to cheat <laughs> and, and, and do something like that, it felt like a cheat. And, uh, and it, it, it almost was unsatisfying. I can't quite make up my mind. Yeah. No, I... It kind of felt like a rush to get to a resolution as a, yeah, well, here's, an a easy way, here's an easy way we can destroy the ruler's ship. Right. But I thought it was a clever way to do that. Nearly, nearly off camera. Right. You know, as it were. But. See, and why I think, back to why this works as a, as a box set on four, is it, it shows us the four different sides of River. It shows us River the archaeologist. It shows us River the um, manipulating the detective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. River the detective uh, with with some manipulation thrown in there. We see River who has an intimate relationship, albeit it's it's a 
it's a wrong it's a bad it's a wrong guy but she has an intimate relationship i mean there the the river we see is the river you see every time it's just river and the doctor together the the conversations and the it, it, and then in this one we see the 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 time tra- the plane with time and we also see the desperation she has and the love she has for her husband and so i think because we're at that point in this trilogy i think it's okay to show the other aspects of River, which would be the cheating time in order to solve a problem. And so I guess for me, I, I agree where it feels like maybe it may have been a, a nice little wrap it up in a bow. Um, but it also shows us another aspect of River that we're all familiar with, but it goes even further into, you know, the the, the character and, and maybe explores those aspects of her better than anything we've ever seen Maybe with the exception of collectively, but anything individually we've seen on television. So very far. great. I mean, it's, it's very key, in keeping with her character. And I think it also it lets her be both because she's interacting with the doctor and staying in line with how she acts with the doctor. But then she's off doing this other thing that the doctor's not aware of, of destroying the entire ship. Who cares who's on it if they don't get on the escape pod too bad? I mean, that sort of it's both rivers at the same time in one story. Yeah. And I don't know if you can use this argument, Sean, for not liking part of that, because even though it's written, the last episode is written as if River thinks it's the Doctor. So she is going to act like it's the Doctor, even though it's not really the Doctor. So her behavior in the last story should be along the same lines as any other time we've seen River. Just because yeah, it's a false true. incarnation doesn't mean anything. Right. She thinks She's it's the real thing. It's yeah. The, he's real so thing. it's written and acted in the same way. That's true. I just I felt I, I feel like a uh, I feel hypocritical because I, I was so looking forward to the, the 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 river box set and and doing something not the doctor. But then Paul McGann showed up, well, and it was just, Yee! But, you know. But, <laughs> but let me put it from this perspective. Going back to what I'm saying is showing all aspects of River is the Doctor is so integral in the story of River Song. So yeah. integral that it's if this had been the Doctor and River in all four of these stories, then, yeah, it's, okay, you've just put River in a Doctor Who story. But because we save McGann's part for the very last entry... It's just another piece of her. And so I think that's why it works for me. And also that she has to be very clever and and conscious of the fact that she can't divulge any information. This is an incarnation prior to the three that we, we've seen her with on screen. And so she has to be real careful because now she's delving into events prior to their meeting. And so I think that, that that this story does a really, really cool um, way of separating them so that it's not divulged to the Eighth Doctor who she is. I've been putting together a River Song timeline, which, remind me, I'll show you before, before we leave what I've got done of it. But And I've, I, I've kind of been trying to do it spoiler-free, but I know where the, the River timeline goes. But some of these ones we haven't reviewed, which is why I kind of backed off because I'm going to kind of maybe add those as we go. But... Um, something that was that was. This is a bit spoilery, but it seems like it sounds like there is a quick fix that happens later when she introduce when she when she's uh introduced to further incarnations, uh, uh past incarnations that that it aren't as cleverly done as this one. I mean, but I don't think you could have continued to have her encounter you use the same past trope incarnations. Yeah, yeah. And, and use this. You got to come again. up with new ways to have her interact. But with unfortunately, them. it sounds like there's there's <laughs> maybe a cheat fix for that later on in the, in the series. But so she gets I, flashy thing, doesn't he? Yeah. So I I, I really appreciate <laughs> you're you're along the right lines. Uh, <laughs> so she <laughs> so I really appreciate what they did here to keep the two separated so that yeah. we we didn't create a paradox. Well, and it's interesting too that especially when you look at going back to the the previous episode and the the relationship that she had with with Mr. Song who I did for a while think was the doctor a future version of the doctor although there were also moments where the way they played off each other and even the guy's voice a little bit was almost Capaldi 
there, there was just a lot of reminiscent of her interactions with Capaldi in, in, in Husbands of River Song. That it felt that level of familiar. I don't know. I got more of a Matt Smith vibe myself. Really? Yeah, because yeah, I I think because I felt like latter Matt Smith vibe. Yes, later. Yes, yes, later. Later. Were there more? Not early. Were there more on equal footing? Certainly not his first season. Um, Yeah, and I think the reason being is because, well, I think Capaldi. took a more mature approach to their relationship, I think that that I think the Eleventh Doctor appreciated her more. Even though we get the conclusion actually well now I'm I'm gonna ba- I'm gonna backpedal on that because I think once we get that scene in Husband's River Song where she is lamenting the fact that the doctor didn't necessarily um have the same love for her that she had for him and then it, he that's when he kind of reveals that he's there then it sort of does put it on the, the 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 step of yeah he really did love her as much as he so i i suppose i can see that maybe there's a little bit of both i don't know well i think more from the standpoint that immaturity i think was kind of the the right word that the 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 relationship that they have between her and Matt Smith seems very new and puppy dog love kind of. Um, it it, it, it feels like a young that. relationship. I can see that. Versus the the time that she spends with Capaldi, which feels like almost an old married couple where they they're okay. comfortable with each other. Although and if she you look felt at comfortable one, with with Mister Song. I, I think it was very similar to Capaldi, but also the latter Matt Smith. Because if you look at. Uh, Angels well, think, in Manhattan. Think, well, it's a very similar relationship. Yes, yeah, yeah, that's true. There that and, one especially. And name, of, name of the Doctor. Even though yeah, there's not a lot of interaction, not... the, the the scene at the end where he does yeah. reveal that he's he can see her. It, yeah, it's yeah. But um, when you compare that with the then again, interaction, that's an older, mature, more mature River Song too, because that's the the ghost or memory of her that's too. True. So. Yeah, Sorry. Yeah. But when you compare that relationship with the the interactions with her and eight, and I, I just that was a really interesting dynamic between the two of them to kind of go from one to the other, and it's the same guy, you know, same software, different housing, right, <laughs> as right. it were, um, and how much she stumbled over herself to not reveal things and yet still had that connection mm-hmm. still had the, the 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 level of comfort and especially when she's describing him as he's so young he's so idealistic he thought he could you know get away from the war mm-hmm. and uh, just i don't know they just nailed it yeah oh i oh, agree yeah. agree and it's like i i don't know it's, it seemed it almost was a line that nobody but river could have delivered oh i agree oh yeah yeah wholeheartedly agree with that what else? McGann turns in a, another stellar performance. <laughs> As Absolutely always. Absolutely loved him. Um, he's just... I, I, You know, all the doctors are this way. They When they when they slip into the role, they're just, you know, it's 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 old hat for them. I don't, I'd never not believe that they uh, are the doctor, and I never, ever think that there's they've missed a beat. Even, even, you know, Tom Baker, it's been the longest since he had filled the shoes, returning and then just feeling like he picks up where he left off. But there's something about McGann who feels probably the most comfortable in the role. And I think maybe that comes down to the fact that perhaps because they were alternating doctors every month and he was doing uh, a string of them in order to do uh, the Eighth Doctor series, I wonder if it's because he's maybe more intimate with his doctor because he's behind the mic more often without the gaps now granted he has a longer break between because he'll record four or five of them and then be off for a while but i wonder if it's because of so much time he just feels the most comfortable in his personification of the doctor and he, and he it comes across here and it, it shouldn't surprise me because it always is that way for me i always feel like <laughs> yeah. i feel like paul mcgann is the eighth doctor you know what i mean there's there are Absolutely. there are actors that play a part and some of them play it very well and so well that you believe that that's who they are but Paul McGann, I just, in fact, it's it, it would be hard for me, and I, I guess maybe because I haven't seen McGann in a lot of other stuff other than, 
you know, uh, with 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 Nell and I. Yeah. Um, just to me, Paul Mulcahy is the Eighth Doctor. I know actors hate to hear that because you know <laughs> they, it feels they feel like they're they're pigeonholed into to one role, but he just feels like he is the Doctor to me. I think some of what lends up. to that is the fact that he, the Eighth Doctor has grown with him. So all the other doctors are trying to slip into their younger selves. Yeah. He gets to stay his age. He does. You're right. Especially you're in this right. instance where he's so close to his regeneration anyways. Yeah, you're absolutely so right. So he just the idea of the eighth doctor trying to skirt the time more and helping out and picking up where he can. I've loved that idea since Night of the Doctor. And hearing a story of him doing that is just absolutely thrilling in my opinion. Yeah. I just uh, that was the one part of oh it's this eighth doctor. It's not even a younger eighth doctor. It's uh near the end of his life well, eighth it's, doctor. It's and... where we're at. I mean, we're, we're a little behind that, I think. But, right. Yeah, it's, it's uh, absolutely. Just and it just fits with who he is as the doctor too. That really is kind of the as you pointed out everybody coming back to a role versus McGann kind of continuing a role. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I, I've kind of always felt when we listen to uh, an Eighth Doctor audio, it, it doesn't to me feel like um, a return as much as it is just, I mean, it, it just feels like he's the audio doctor. Yeah. You know, that's that, that's unfortunately that you know he's the audio doctor. And every time I listen to one, I lament all over again. My God, why can't we have more of this guy on TV? Because he's so good. Well, that, that's the amazing thing about it. The, the growing with is he did the movie in, uh, you know, they shot it in 95. They released it in 96. And he was back in the role in 89, or, uh, yeah, 99, because this will be the 20th anniversary, right? Yeah. So he was back in the role for Big Finish, but only a year or two later. Yeah, and he's, so it is. He literally has grown with the role. He's continued the role. But yeah, his 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 whole his whole arc was fantastic. You know what I really appreciate about this too? Uh, the tie into uh, the fact that at the beginning of the third story, she's um, trying to deactivate the re- the reactor core. Mm-hmm. And she describes it as as trying to pull pits from a or a seeds from an orange or seeds from a tangerine. I can't remember. Grapefruit. No, he no. She says tangerine or orange. I remember which was. But I, and I love that they changed it just enough to make it still similar because McGann says it's like pulling pits from a grapefruit, and mm. she she laughs at that. And I thought be, because while it wasn't the exact same analogy, it was still the same Close analogy, enough, yeah. and I thought that was really cleverly done. Yeah, he calls it a grapefruit. But he she calls called it. A grapefruit, it I think right. she called it an orange. I think she said seeds from an orange, and he said bits from a uh, grapefruit. You're right. So good, good stuff, and yeah. and the fact that <laughs> I love that she, I love that she abandons Birdie on that desolate planet, <laughs> and after they've crashed, only to find out that the gal that she's <laughs> marooned on the other escape craft. Is going to end up landing <laughs> on that same planet. Oh, you're going to have some company coming pretty soon. I thought yeah. that was pretty cool, too. Yeah. That the, they both get their comeuppance and they're going to kind of have to spend the rest of their, well, as much time there as they before they get off and show up in another <laughs> River Song story, but uh, which I, I don't think we've heard the last of either or one of them. But And then and then blips out with the blips. Zaps out with the uh, Vortex oh, Manipulator. Yeah. Okay, Birdie, I've got it this time. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Good stuff. I and, really. And then I, there's that theme. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I just I didn't even bother the second, uh, the the uh, the second two that we listened to. I I just I knew when it was coming, and I just skip forward, and then at the end I'd skip forward and skip again to get into the next one. So. Dun 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 dun. It's good stuff. I'm looking forward to some more River Song um, box sets. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what they do with other incarnations of the Doctor. Um, I am under the impression that all of them at least have one incarnation of the Doctor, so be prepared for that. And I think yes. there's one of them that has two. I think one of them has the Colin, next box set has Colin and Colin Sylvester. And Sylvester right? yeah. yeah. So, and so then, we're not we're not taking or clear out of Doctor Who, and which is is to your point. But again, I think that that if all of the stories had been with the Doctor, then there would have been I'd have had an issue with it. But because the Doctor is such an integral part of her life. Having one and maybe even two in the next one 
is okay. I don't think I don't think that's a, uh, and especially in this particular situation, keeping that until the end, giving her all of that room to be River Song on her own, and then bring the Doctor at the end. I think works mm-hmm. even better. Um, I think had you done it any sooner in this box set. Now now later, I hope they do mix it up a little bit. But um, because it becomes kind of form- formulaic, although it won't this time because they've obviously got two. Right. <laughs> but um, but for this particular set, uh, waiting until the end to introduce that aspect of her life or to put that aspect of her life in this story, in this arc, works really well for me and, and gets around that. It w- I think both you and I both said that we were excited to find out what River was like on her own. I don't think that cheapens that in any way by adding the Doctor into one of the stories. And by doing it in the end of this set, I think works really well. No, it kind of becomes a, you know, uh, it's almost a nice bonus feature. It's, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's kind of a extra credit. Yep. So there's uh, there's that. And, I mean, there's plenty of opportunities now that we've established the character. And I, and I suppose in retrospect it totally makes sense. Okay, we're going to spin this character off from Doctor Who even though she's on her own thing. But, well, we, we, we've got to include the Doctor at some point, you know. And now that once you've done eight, well, that sets the precedence for we get to show her introducing all the rest of them. You know, we, we can do that in audio, whereas you can't do that in... In television, in television, we know that she's met all the other versions, but we can actually show it here. So I should have expected that. Right. But uh, it'll still be nice to see it or listen to it or hear it. To me, that's what's exciting is getting to hear her interact with the other incarnations and seeing what kind of stories they can tell with those doctors and still staying true to those doctors and true to River. Mm -hmm. I agree. Cool. Well, what do we got to come up on the schedule, Sean? Oh, well, coming up uh, next week on the schedule, we've got some interesting things, including some Titan comics. We're going to be doing Volume 1 of the 13th Doctor, uh, as well as the free comic book day special. So hopefully you got out uh, back in May and uh, uh, procured one of those and were able to get to your local comic book dealer for one. Um, I'd love to be able to tell you that if you didn't, we got you covered, but uh, that's not the case, unfortunately, this year. We did not uh, did not have any extras to, to hand out. So. Heck, we passed around <laughs> an issue this year because Keith and I didn't manage to get it. Yep. But, uh, so we'll be covering uh, the 13th Doctor Volume 1 and the Free Comic Book Day, as well as uh, a kind of a bit of a throwback for Big Finish, the very first Companion Chronicle, Frostfire. Uh, starring Miss Vicky and uh, a special guest, if all goes well, which I won't talk about just in case it doesn't go just well. Just in case it doesn't <laughs> happen, yeah. Don't want to promise But I, 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 I think it's going to go well. So, And, of course, we'll uh, cover any news that drops tomorrow after we've recorded. <laughs> <laughs> we've been for, lucky the for all the news that will drop tomorrow after we've recorded, and next week. And for that news that uh, drops tomorrow, if people want to react to it, how can they uh, send us feedback? Uh, They can just go to our website, TravelingTheVortex.com, and fill out the Send Us Feedback tab, or you can send it directly to feedback at TravelingTheVortex.com. Don't forget to support us on Patreon. All that money goes straight back into this show, and thank you very much. If you're already supporting us there, it is much appreciated. Is there anything else we need to do before we close this show out? If not, until next week, I'm Glenn. I'm Sean. And I'm Keith. Cheers. Good night, everybody. Be seeing you. Thanks for listening. You have been listening to Traveling the Vortex. Doctor Who and all of its associated programs are owned and trademarked by the BBC. No infringement is intended or implied. <laughs>